praise the Lord. Just as you're standing, just pray. They say, Lord, I've come before you. Father, Lord, speak to me today. Even as I hear your word, Father, Lord, it will take root in my life. Father, Lord, as we're about to hear a word, Lord, I pray that you might use me to speak what you want your people to hear. And even as they hear, Father, I pray that everyone that hears will be blessed. Father, Lord, the way they came will not be the way they have gone. They will go back in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, Lord, that your name alone will be glorified. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Please have your seats. God bless you. It's good to be in church. Hallelujah. Before we go to the message, I think I was just requested, who are those that want to join discipleship training? I think it was announced here by Brother Joji. Just lift up your hands, please. Just lift up your hands. Uh, ushers, you can give them the forms, because I said that uh, after church, people will be gone, and uh, instead of looking for Pastor Leslie, you can get the form. Just raise up your hand. They'll just give you the form right there and then. I think I saw some people raising their hands. If you want to join the discipleship training, just pick up your form now. Thank you, ushers. God bless you. And as you receive that form, you'll be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, we're in the season of holidays. Am I correct? Season of vacation. And people have different ideas for vacation. Okay? So I'll ask a child among us, what's the best part of a holiday or vacation? Yes, go ahead. Yes. Sleep for a longer time. I like that. I like that. David, today's your birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. God bless you. No school. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sleep longer time, no school. Yes, Josh. Freedom. <laughs> Sister Carolyn, what's happening in your house? I don't understand. <laughs> the boy said he wants, yeah, he's free to do anything. Excellent. Adults, I think adults have gone on vacation. Don't tell me there's nothing good about vacation. Huh? Uh-huh, relax. Another word for relax, please, Sister Mary. Rest. Excellent. That's what I wanted to hear. Brother Jeba, food. Excellent. <laughs> that is good. That is good. And, and we have different reasons, you know. And uh, I will hone in on what Sister Mary said and maybe what uh, my daughter here said. It's a time for you to sleep longer, he said, and a time for rest. So today we're talking about God's rest. Praise the Lord. God's rest. God's rest. Uh, I was preparing this message and God said, let me t let, I should speak to the people about his rest. Because it's a season of rest for each one of us. I'm not talking about the holiday season that's going to finish, but a season of rest from God. Hallelujah. Our text will be taken from Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. And I'll read. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it 
he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Okay? I'm not talking about the seventh day. I'm just talking that God rested. So it shows us that rest was created by God. Are we together? It wasn't created by man. It was part of creation. It's integral to our lives. But the unfortunate thing, as human beings, we have not been able to achieve rest. Okay? Even though God created it, we have not been able to achieve rest in all ramifications of our lives. Now, this is what we're talking about. But before we go in, let's even define rest. Okay? In case you don't even know what rest is. Because rest might mean different things to every, different people. And that's why I was talking about vacation. We have so many definitions. But the secular definition for rest, one, is repose to sleep, specifically, a bodily state characterized by minimal functional and metabolic activities. You know, sometimes they use too much grammar. I mean, I don't know how your body can be minimal function and metabolic activities. I believe your body is working one way or the other. Number two, it says freedom from activity or labor. God bless you, Josh. Freedom. He defined it from all activity, <laughs> okay, our labor. I doubt your mom will agree to that, but it's written there. Third, a place of resting or lodge. A rest. A place you rest a lodge. And the fourth one for me, and I think I highlighted that, peace of mind or the spirit. Peace of mind or the spirit. Okay? Now, we're talking about rest, but also understand it can intangibly change with peace. And that's why I put that together. Now, in this season, there are four types of rest that God has promised you as Christians, as his own children. One, physical rest. Okay? Two, financial and vocational rest. Three, emotional rest, which includes relationships. Okay? And fourth, spiritual rest. Okay? If God ordained it at the beginning, that means you are entitled to all this rest and all those ramifications. Are we together? Praise the Lord. So I'll take them one by one. I'll try and rush as much as possible. Physical rest. Number one, physical rest. And this is what we're talking about going on holiday. Adequate downtime from work to prevent physical and mental breakdown. Downtime from work. Downtime from labor. And if you go to the Bible, in Mark chapter 6, verse 30, I'll give you examples so you can back it up. And I'll read it. Mark 6, 30 to 32. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all the things, both what they have done and what they had taught. And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. They had gone out. They had come back. They were telling Jesus of what they have done. And Jesus told them, go out and rest. So God was reemphasizing the need for rest. Okay? So we also have to rest. And we go further in Mark 6, 45 to, 45 to, 45 to 48. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Now, when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them straining and roaring, for the wind was against them. 
Now about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking in the sea and would have passed them by. God still told them to go and rest. Okay? So it shows that it's very important for us to rest physically. Now, I'm not saying that we should be lazy. Okay? I'm not saying that you should sleep. This is not resting time. This is God's time. Okay? So what am I trying to say? There's a recommended hours of sleep that we should get in our lives. Let's go to the next slide and we'll see. And I just put in a slide here, okay, that shows you by a general idea of recommended hours of sleep. And I know there's going to be a lot of debate here. Praise the Lord. 6 to 13 is recommended 9 to 11 hours. Okay, if you are 6 to 13, can you stand up? I know we have children, they're not going to fight at school. Between 6 and 13. Uh-huh, okay. Praise the Lord. Okay, so that one is 9 to 11 hours of sleep, okay? Now, they put a range, you may have your seat. I'm just putting it there. They put a range because sometimes some people need more or some people need less. Maybe some people have medical issues, they might need more hours of sleep, but they put a range, okay? And then teens, 14, 17, 8 to 10. Can you please stand up? Can you observe that? Uh-huh, these are teens. Uh-huh. 8 to 10. 8 to 10 hours of sleep. Now we can sit down. Now also the rest, the young adults and the adults and older men, I'm going to put that. But the interesting thing about this is, the younger ones, okay, they don't want to be at the lower range. They don't want to be at the higher range. They want to be at the lower range. The ones that are school age, they'll say, no, mommy, I can get away with 9 hours sleep. They don't want to do 11. Am I correct? Parents, are you there? Okay? Even the teenagers, they'll say, no, 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 no. I can do with eight hours sleep. They don't want to go to the upper range. But when we go to the adults, we want the upper range. <laughs> Isn't it? We want the upper range. We want to be able to maximize our sleep. Praise the Lord. And that's why someone says, during vacation, you're able to rest. That's the irony of life. Okay? But that is just a snapshot in 24 hours' time. But it's given that your body was created for some amount of rest. Praise the Lord. Are we together? And that's what I'm trying to bring out to you. What I'm trying to tell you is there's a time for everything. And when there's a time for every rest, you need to get quality rest. Otherwise, you won't function properly. Are we together? All right? Now, another point in physical rest is pain and long-term suffering is gone. What God has promised you, any pain and long-suffering will go in this season in the mighty name of Jesus. If we look at the story in the Bible in Luke 13, 10 to 17, okay? And I will tell you, that I will just summarize it, okay? There was a lady that came there, okay? And now he was teaching one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity. 18 years! That was a long time. And was bent over and could no way raise herself. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to woman, you are loose from this infirmity. And he laid hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Praise the Lord. What has been bedeviling you physically? God is saying, this season, you shall receive your healing in the mighty name of Jesus. One of the things I've noticed, okay, is this issue of genetics, isn't it? And they'll say, oh, your parents had this or your parents had this, so that's why you're having this. Most doctors will do that. 
Surprisingly, I was away last week, and I'll just give you a, sh- a short story. My son was uh, having a cold, and uh, we said, okay, let him go to the clinic. I went to the clinic. We were out to the country. We went to the clinic, and uh, I was at home, my other son, and my wife was with him in the clinic, and they was asking all sorts of questions. Is there any history of asthma in the family? And my wife was texting me as I was going back. I said, no, there's no history of asthma. And my wife was wondering, what am I talking about? She said, uh, they even asked about parents. I said, no, there's none. Then she went further and said, uncles and aunties, because she knows my, <laughs> my sister has an issue of allergy, you know. But I was avoiding it. And my own reason is this. The fact that a certain generation has a certain issue, okay, God has promised our generation healing. Praise the Lord. But we need to know how to pray. Okay? If you know that you have seen diabetes in your family, down, you say, Lord, I want this to stop here. Okay? You put it in prayer. Have faith. And God can do it. Are we together? At the same time, you also have your own part to do that. Not that you go be eating a lot of sugar. Okay? If you know you have issues of uh, orthopedic issues, reduce your weight. There are things that you can do your own self, but there are other things that you can also pray to God about. And that's why this woman had 18 years, but he was gone. I don't know what you're suffering, but God has said that he's giving you rest in that issue. Father, Lord, anybody that has any physical infirmity, any long rage or historical issues in the family. Father, I pray for rest in the mighty name of Jesus. As they receive this word, Lord, they will claim it going forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Second point is financial and vocational rest. Okay? Financial and vocational rest. I think that's the one that all of us are very, very particularly about, isn't it? Sometimes you see in your life that you have steady progress. Stress-free, favor, and perpetual hustling is over. Deadlines are met. It's not our own doing, it's God. Sometimes some of you that have been working a career, you see that there's a time that you're just moving up like that. It's not our strength. It's God. And what God has said this season, he's going to give you that rest in that working place. He's going to give you rest in the mighty name of Jesus. The way it will come, you wouldn't even know how it's going to happen. I know there are times that you can feel that you're stagnant. Things are slow. But when God starts promoting you, you'll be shocked. In Deuteronomy 28, 12, it says, The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens to give you the rain to your land, in his season and to bless all the work of your hands. You shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow. Hallelujah. That's God's promise for us this season. That's God's promise. That is his own own wish for us. You might not feel it right now, but this is the promise God is saying. Who does not want rest in his finances? Who does not want vocational rest? Now, what I'm talking about financial rest is that anything you need is provided for you. Financial rest is not me having a private jet or Lamborghini or Porsche because I don't need it. But whatever God knows that you need will be provided for you. You will just sit back and relax. God has provided for you. I'm not saying that you won't work. You work, but you find everything will fall into place with the least effort. 
That's how you know God is working. One thing I always say, do your own part, ask and do whatever you require. The rest will be done by God. In everything, you'll find that everything you're in and out is balanced. Running over. When you are at financial rest, you will not be in debt. Are you getting me? God will have provided. Sometimes we get ourselves into those positions. Don't get me wrong. But God is able to bring you out of that. Praise the Lord. If you're in debt, God will bring you out. Don't struggle. Pray to God. He will find a way out for you in the mighty name of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, it says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always have all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance of every good work. Things are running over. I keep on using this example. I've used this example one time, and I, I keep on referring to it. There was a time my son was going to school, and they had to wear black shoes. And his own, he had worn it out. It's torn. And school was starting the next day. Oh, he came and said, Daddy, I need new shoes to school tomorrow. And I was like, why did you tell me this earlier? You know? So I said, okay, get into the car, and let's go and buy shoes. But I was driving. God just said, just reminded me that I provided enough for you. You know, I didn't have to go and say, I have to save to get a school shoe for tomorrow. God had already provided enough for me to go and get it for him at that instant. Okay? That is financial rest. I didn't have to struggle. It was a need. Don't get me. It wasn't a want. It was a need for school the next day. I didn't have to struggle. God had provided that. And I pray in our lives, whatever we need, it will be provided. We will have that rest in the mighty name of Jesus. It will be running over. And when it runs over, please don't hoard it. It's to bless somebody else. Are we together? There's a lot of times I will say, oh, I want to keep it. I don't know what is going to happen plus X. How did you get what happened now? How did you get the provision now? I keep on saying it. When God has blessed you, it's for you to be able to be a blessing to someone else. And that your blessing to somebody else is God providing financial rest for somebody else. That's how it works. Give and you shall be given. Full measure. Press down. Shaking together. And running over. Hold it. God might say, okay, let me just allow the storms to shake a bit. So when it's running over, it's for you to give. The church, your community around you. To bless people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should not have financial plans for the future. You should have that. But God has given you to bless people. Praise the Lord. Three, emotional rest. This is including relationships. <laughs> what is the most difficult thing of having emotional rest? It's at homes. Husband and wife, children and parents. Are we together? And sometimes even the office with colleagues. But God has promised us rest in that aspect. A lot of times high BP, high blood pressure, is because people are not resting emotionally. Psalm 127, verse 1 to 3, says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. Who build it? Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep. 
Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Matthew 8, 23 to 24. And now when he got into the boat, his disciples found him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Emotionally, God was relaxed. That is the point I want each one of us to have in our emotions. One of the things I say is, if there are things that I cannot change, I won't worry about it. If it's beyond me, I just leave it. I say, God is with you. So why should you worry about things that you cannot change? If you don't have emotional rest, it will lead me to medical issues. Are we together? Husband and wife, you're fighting. If I have issues with my wife, sometimes I'll just sit down and just say, God, this is my wife. You talk to her. And at the same time also, she, I know she, she'll report me to God. And one way or the other, things just work out. God answers it. But imagine me knocking myself. No, 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 this is it. There's nothing, I can, there's nothing I can do. That child that you're even suffering and you're struggling with, you take it to God. And God will give you rest in that aspect. I've been blessed with low blood pressure. Naturally, it's low. <laughs> so I don't have an issue in that, in that regard. You know, so I don't have naturally. Sometimes when you go take it, they'll say, oh, this is low. They'll start looking at me. I say, no, no, that's the normal one. You know what I'm saying? But it's not everybody that has that. So emotionally, why would you worry yourself? Because God has promised you rest. In Proverbs 3.24, it says, When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. I know, yes, uh, from where some of us came from, you'll be sleeping and you're thinking of somebody chasing you. Sometimes what they say, my, uh, my village people have come. You know, people have come, they're trying to re- control you remotely. Now, you open your eyes now, it's not only those village people now, you have uh, kidnappers that say, okay, you're sleeping with one eye open. I get what I'm saying. But that's not God's plan for us. When you sleep, you sleep peacefully. Acts 12, 6. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Imagine. I don't know why Peter was sleeping because of exhaustion, but I want to believe because emotionally he was arrested. Because sometimes when they have bruised you badly, sleep will not come. It will not come. Mentally, it will not come. Sometimes I wonder how the people on death row will sleep. You know, they can be called anytime. You know? But God has promised us sleep, emotional rest, even our relationships. Proverbs 16, 7 says, When a man's ways pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. That's for somebody that's in the office. I don't know who you are. You're having issues with your bosses, your superior colleagues. Make your way right to the Lord. He'll make them at peace with you. He will sort it out for you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we have covered four different types, okay? We have talked of physical rest, all right? We have also spoken about financial and vocational rest. We have talked about emotional rest, which includes relationships. The fourth is spiritual 
rest. Hallelujah. Spiritual rest. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Just raise up your hand, please. Excellent. In spirituality, there are certain signs that you'll see that you're having spiritual rest. Number one, your prayer life is easy and prayers are answered. Your prayer life comes very easy. You're praying and you see answers coming. You're in that place that you're in a good relationship with God. Psalms 42 2 says, My soul thirsts for God and for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Who has been there before? You just pray and you see the answer coming. Are you getting there? You have that kind of spiritual rest that you know you're speaking to your Father in heaven and things are working out. Two, praise is sweet and joyful. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Thank you, Brother Lyndon. He was reading praise and worship and choir. Thank you. And he was just flowing. You know, praise is sweet and joyful. Spontaneously, you're praising God and worshiping God. Whether you have a good voice or a bad voice, it's just coming naturally. You are that spiritualist. You're able to thank God. Now, I'm not talking of absence of trouble in your lives because I know when everything is going well, you sing, you dance, and everything. Even when things are not going well, you sing and you dance. The next point I have is service to God is effortless. Psalm 102. Serve the Lord God with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Serving God is effortless. There are people in church, you say, please, I want you to use it to pray. I want you to do this. Automatically, they're on it. It becomes effortless. They are spiritual rest. Well, there are some people that you give them a task and they give you a thousand and one excuses why I shall not be involved. You're not a spiritual rest. If you're a spiritual rest with God, it will come very easy. God bless Pastor Dennis. There's never time I've, I've never called Pastor Dennis for something. He has never said no. Sometimes I called and I said in the office, I said, how do you manage time <laughs> to go about it? Because he's a spiritual rest. And that's where we are. Serving God should become effortless. Anything where God is working, I say experiencing God, where is God working? I want to be there. I'm not, I'm not asking you to burn yourself out. I'm not asking you to be everywhere. But where things are required for it to work, you will be there in God's presence. Not hiding, not dodging. It comes very easy when I hear a spiritual rest with God because they have a deeper understanding of what is required. Praise the Lord. Are we together? The next thing I have is Calvary rest. <laughs> I put this Calvary rest. I know, and I knew this message was there when Brother Lyndon was singing. You know, the first song they sang, in Jesus' name, God has fought on our behalf. We can rest from trying to earn our righteousness. Are we together? A rest achieved from achieving salvation. We have gotten salvation. We're resting in the finished work of God. This rest is available to each one of us that have been that repent and believe in God. 
Are we together? This is the covering that you have. This is a shield that you have that you can lay back and rest. One of the difficult things that adults cannot learn how to swim is because they cannot learn how to relax and rest. Am I correct? If you have a swimming teacher as an adult, they'll tell you, just relax, relax, I'm holding you. But you'll be afraid I'm going to drown. But throw a child in. He's very trusting. He will just relax. God has gone ahead of us. He has finished the work in our lives. And that is why we can rest. I'll take permission. I, will, I want to share a testimony Brother Banjo shared with me. He called me up and he said, Hey, God is wonderful. God has gone ahead of him. I'm not just someone, if you are working in the oil and gas industry, there was incidents in one of the fields. And two people, there was a fatality of two people. Okay? And Brother Banjo went to the field. Was supposed to go to that field. Are you getting it? This journey was, was delayed. Now he went to the field, and what happened? He couldn't get a pass to go to that area. It was rejected for him to go to that area. And you know, when you travel out to the field and you cannot go and complete the work, you start wondering what's, what's wrong. So, through what he couldn't go to where he was supposed to go. While he was there, while he was coming back, the fatality happened. God has gone ahead of you. He has granted you rest where you cannot see it. He's fighting on your behalf. That was the song that we sang today. He's breaking darkness. Breaking whatever issue that you have. I didn't know Brother Lindy was singing that song, but he was ministering to me also. And if God has finished this for us on the cross, what else are we supposed to do? but to rest in him. That's the Calvary rest I'm talking about. When they say, by his stripes we are finished, I mean, by his stripes we are healed, that means we have rest physically if we claim it. That's the Calvary rest I'm talking about. I don't want anybody to leave this place, this place, and just start thinking, I have to struggle. You don't have, it's finished. Jesus said, it is finished. And once he said that, that means I've given you rest. What we cannot achieve, what we're struggling to achieve, God has already done it for us. That is the ultimate rest. In our days, before God takes us away, that's the ultimate rest. To be able to just rest in him. Whatever the circumstances. When the storm was raging, he was sleeping. I want to be able to get to that stage where everything's happening I'll just be resting and by the grace of God I have I've improved up to that level only a few things will shake me I'll just sit down and say God what it is and I want you to be at that level now we'll go to the purpose of rest I think that, that my time is running and I'll just run through this quickly Rest helps us to recover from our labor. One, it shows our dependence on God. It encourages us to enjoy fellowship with God. It also helps us build relationships with others. And it is ordained by God. I just put all these things together just for you to know there's a reason for rest. Now, I wouldn't do justice if I don't complete it. How do you find that rest? How do you find that rest? And I'll just go summarize this. Gyro. G-I-R-O. G-I-R-O. It's how we find our rest. 
Okay? G. Go to Jesus and learn. <laughs> Go to Jesus and learn. Are we together? If I was in the boat and Jesus was sleeping, even though regardless of the same, what Jesus is telling me is, you two should go and sleep with him. Go to Jesus and learn. In Matthew 11, 28, 30, it says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heaven laden, and I will give you... Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what is that saying? I have to run to Jesus to find rest. Rest is not in your money. Rest is not in your job. Rest is not in your family. Rest is in Jesus. And that's why you need to run to him. Two, identify with Jesus. Stand up for what he... Stand up with him with whatsoever. Stand with what he wants popular or not. If it's not popular, forget it. You know, if people say, oh, I want to go be a popular person, I'm going to go with the popular things. But no, stand with Jesus. Testify with him. Let him be your standard. A lot of chance times we have unrest because we're trying to please both sides. We're trying to be politically correct. You see, you see comments, uh, it's neither black and white. No, 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 it's black and white. It's either Jesus or this. There's nothing in between. And once you're able to settle that, you have rest because you know where you belong. So you have to identify with Jesus. That should be your standard. I work, I'm a materials engineer, and we work with standards. And I have a lot of vendors. I say, this is my standard. A vendor will come, okay, I want this, I want to supply this. And we call it a deviation or a variance. But I'll tell him, this is the standard. That I'm working to. He might want the various because he wants to reduce cost or he has it off the shelf. I think some of you are smiling because some of you are vendors. Uh, you know some of these tricks that we're talking about. But there's a standard that you need to work with. It makes my work easier. If there's no standard, I will agree for Mr. A. The one I mean, Mr. B comes, I'll start agreeing to that. It messes everything up. R. Run your race. Run your race. We're so preoccupied running other people's race. That gives us lack of race, lack of rest, uh, lack of rest. Because someone is doing this, this is what I want to do. No, face your line. You run it according to you. What I'm called to do is not what you're called to do. And what you're called to do is not what I'm called to do. Don't try to prove a point. If you join the right race, a right race makes you a rat, isn't it? A right race will make you a rat, isn't it? And you don't want to be that. So you can't join the right race. I have my own race that I'm running. And I'm looking at what the finish end line is. The second you don't look at that, you won't have rest. It's very important. Even in ministry in church, Lastly, what does the O stand for? Guess? Eh? Obedience. Yes, thank you, my sister. So Jan has got it. Obedience. So if you don't remember anything, remember Jairo. 
obedience. The children of Israel did not go to the land of Canaan because of lack of obedience. They didn't obey. So they did not enter God's rest. Moses did not enter the promised land because what? He did not obey. That's the secret to find rest. Go to Jesus. Identify with Jesus. That's your standard. Run your race. And obedience. If you fulfill those four things, you will have rest in those things I've mentioned. Praise the Lord. So if you don't take anything, take away gyro. Okay? Now, beginning of the message. What did I call it? God's rest. Now, this is the most important rest of all of it. And I call it eternal rest. The remedy I gave you was for us as we're living. 70, 80, you know. Right now, you hear when someone does their way, he'll say, rest in peace. You know, that came from a Latin word. He's resting in peace. It means that he rested while he was in church. Okay, but now we use that as a form of greeting. Some people, there's a debate, you shouldn't use it, or there's no, there's no life, there's life after us, but how do you say rest in peace? But I'm looking at it. Eternal rest is the permanent one. I've told you about the first 80 years, or maybe God said 70 years, isn't it? Maybe we were lucky 100 years. Beautiful, good and fine. I'm talking of the eternal one. that you should be able to have rest. God can call us at any time. God can call us at any time. The OPEC Secretary General was from Nigeria. He's finished his term on the 31st. He was received by the president in Nigeria. Well done. You have represented us well. With all accolades, he gave a speech 10 morning in the night, uh, oil and gas conference. By 11 p.m., he was dead. He was gone. Somebody that was there greeting the president being received by 11 p.m., he was dead. Just like that. Unfortunately, he's not a believer. That eternal rest is being in God's presence permanently. I'll go to Hebrews 4, and I'll read 1 to 11, because I'm just trying to round up here. Therefore, since the promise remains of entering his rest... Let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For who have believed to enter the rest, as he said. So I swore in my wrath that they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in his way. And God rested on the seventh day, from all his works, and again, this place, they shall not enter my rest. He was talking about the children of Israel then. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those who to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time, as it has been said, Today, if you will hearken, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And that brings me to the conclusion of the message. You need to strive to enter God's rest. 
if you have heard these words today, do not harden your hearts in rebellion. God is calling you to come to Him. God is calling you to salvation. I've explained the kind of rest that you can experience physically. But I am more in my emphasis, the most important one is the eternal rest. And I want us to pray. Let's just raise eyes up and pray. If you know you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, check yourself out. Check yourself out. Eternally, are you going to have rest? Eternally, do you have that rest? We'll pray for the rest that we have here, but I am putting emphasis. If your way is not right with God, just make it right now. Just close your eyes and say, Lord, I've come short in this certain area. Please forgive me. I've backslided in this area. Father, Lord, I ask that you forgive me. Lord, I want to enter your rest. I want to enter God's rest today. Father, Lord, avail me of your rest in the mighty name of Jesus. Peradventure, anyone that has not received the Lord as his personal Lord and Savior, just pray that, Lord, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. Come into my heart at this particular point in time. I want you to be Lord over me. Give me rest that I may be in your presence forevermore. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. As you sit down, I just want to tell you that God has promised you rest. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. As we bring the service to a close, I'd just like you to think back over the last 40, 45 minutes, what you have heard on God's rest. Where do you stand? Where are you in the concept of God's rest? Don't worry about those next to you. Just think back. Try to recollect everything that was said over the last 40 minutes. God rested on the seventh day. Are you resting as you should? Don't chase after money and wealth every day. Take a break and enjoy the fruit of your labor on the day of your rest. Why stress out over things you and I cannot change? Leave it to others who are paid to stress out. Just enjoy being in the rest that God gives you and me.
Hebrews chapter 4. I'll read the last portion of what was read out. Read it from verse 9 onwards till 11. Therefore, therefore, therefore means something was said before that. Okay, and that Brother Marcus had read out. Now, therefore, there remains a rest for the people of God. You and I are entitled to it if you and I are people of God. Therefore, there remains a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also seized from his works as God did from his. Are you thinking of your business right now? Are you thinking that as soon as you get out of here, you need to get back to what you did yesterday? Forget it. Cease from thinking about what you need to do in your office. Barring an earthquake, that office will be there tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. So where do we stand? Remember, in your spiritual rest, your prayers are answered. Your praise is sweet and joyful. Your service to God is effortless. And you are able to enjoy the rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. I just wrote a last sentence here as brother was saying the last part, which is, don't join the rat race. It just makes you another rat. Nothing more than that. Talk to God right now. Talk to him right now. Have you forsaken God chasing the wealth of this world? Have you forsaken God? Talk to God. Talk to him. Because you and I are entitled to a rest that God is giving to his people. Let's not forsake him. Tell him that you want to rest in him. You want to enjoy that rest that you and I are entitled to because of who you are in Christ. Let not the world deny us that which God has given us. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for your word this day, Lord Father. And Father God, yes, so very often we have been caught up in the cares of this world, Lord Father. That we have chased over things, Lord Father. Which we don't need, Lord Father. Father God, help us, Lord, to recognize who we are in you. 
that it is not the world which gives us things, Lord. It is you who blesses us, Lord Father. Help us to just bask in your presence, Lord Father. To just be in your presence and feel your touch and feel the joy and feel the warmth of being with you, Lord Father. Help us to enjoy that rest, Lord Father. To put away the stress that we have at other times, Lord Father. And Father God, we just want to say thank you, Lord. That that which you have promised unto us, Lord Father, is for us to reach out and take, Lord. It is not running away from us, Lord Father, because you have put it out for us, Lord. Father God, help us to have that attitude, that mindset, Lord Father. That the more we are in your presence, the more you will fill us, Lord. And Father God, we are thankful, Lord Father. We are thankful, Lord Father, that today as a church, we could hear, we could understand, we could see from your written word that which you have already promised us, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that none of us will leave this place thinking that we have to do it by ourselves. No, Lord, you have done it for us. And Father God, again with an attitude of gratitude, we say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Father God, we pray, Lord, that you will bless your servant whom you have used this day, Lord Father. We pray, Lord, that you will give him further words of wisdom, Lord Father. That he will bring across to us practical application messages, Lord Father. That we could then apply into our life, Lord Father. We pray, Lord, that you will bless him and his family, Lord Father. And as you bless them, they will be a blessing unto the rest of us, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you. Thank you, Father, for every one of us gathered here this day. And we pray, Lord, that even as we depart this place, we will go resting in you, Lord Father. Father, we thank you, Lord, for being with every one of us. We give all praise, honor, and glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy.